following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. What's going on, everybody? I'm The Nightmare. And I'm Rotten Jack. And this This is Common Common Debauchery. Common Debauchery may contain mature subject matter and is intended for adult audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Common Debauchery. I am the Nightmare, and joining me again is Rotten Jack. We're back. We took a week off. Uh, things got a little weird, wild, and crazy last week between us. Uh, RJ is currently teaching some kids how to do some stuff, or watching kids learn to do stuff, or just watching kids or something weird. And, uh, you know, my life got turned on its head last week, so we uh, kind of took a week off, but we're back at it, and we're here. RJ, what's up, man? How we doing? How Hi. What's up? How you been? Yeah, busy, tired. Yeah, heard that. It's nice to uh, nice to have you back in the house. Yes, for a podcast. Yes, I'm not going to try to p- pretend that you were banned from our house because you kill K Fob every chance you get. Well, whatever, murderer. It happens. So uh, we're back, and this week we are we've we've kind of like done some you know some games and some fun things recently. We're actually going to talk about a subject. It's it's an adult topic, but not in the way of like necessarily oh my god this is like an adult topic that children can't listen to we are going to be discussing the fun weird awesome and wild world of both education and employment so uh i'm sure there are some people who listen to us who are a little bit younger and potentially in the high school entering college realm and i know for fact that there are people who are in the job hunting realm or the 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 working world and we're just going to kind of talk about some weird, interesting things regarding those. There's some wacky shit out there. So uh, first and foremost, I hate one of the most common things I hear from people. Like when you say like, like I'll go and say like, oh, is anybody hiring? I'll put it on social media. I'll put it on Facebook. And one of the first comments I got was everyone's hiring. No one wants to work since the pandemic. Listen, everyone that's hiring is like Tim Hortons is hiring. Right. Like places that pay 13 to $17 an hour are hiring. I want a big boy job, an adult job, not fast food or a grocery store, which there's nothing wrong with that. But when you are like a full grown adult and have like a house and a mortgage and real bills to pay. Right. Like you're not, uh, you're not living on mom and dad's you dime. Need big and, boy money. Yeah. Like 13 to $17 an hour isn't really cutting it. So we need to we need to talk big boy money here, right? So, and like Tim Hortons ain't doing that, and like and Tim Hortons and some of these other spots are starting to pay like all, close to twenty. Yeah, they really uh, are. So like, not bad for a bridge job, but again, I don't necessarily need to take a like that big of a pay cut for a bridge job while I sort something else out. Right. Uh, the other thing that irritates the crap out of me is like, <laughs> okay, so there's a lot. So and this is really the the topic. Uh, I've been in the job hunting realm. I do not like working at day camp. I have come to my wits end at day camp. And quite frankly, I just need to not be at day camp anymore. So uh, I've been Fair on the enough. job hunt for about, tw- for about two years now. Like hardcore applying for jobs, like on Indeed regularly. Thrown somewhere north of 200 job applications out there. How many calls have you got back? Uh, less than 10. Yeah. So, like, there's one very specifically. There's a, like, in the last three weeks, I've applied for a podcast job of being, like, either the lead chair or the second chair on a podcast. 
I can't even get a callback. Like, I didn't even get a callback on that, despite the fact that Hats, Tats, and Stats is going on its 100th episode in two weeks. We are on episode 60-something, maybe 50-something. We did did 75. 75 was a live cooking, so so we're we're close to 80. We're north of 80 at this point. Uh, We just recorded 37 of Producers, and tip of the cap, as I believe, somewhere in the 50s or 60s then. Oh, and I co-host two-point conversation once a week which is on episode like 200 and change right like i have i was also on the uh the closed fist like i have podcasting experience i do my own editing i do my own so yes when there's a fuck up when the sound doesn't sound right when i forget to put the input in the right way uh all of that is on me but a lot of that is because i do this in my spare time uh you know what mistakes i wouldn't be making if i was making 50 to seventy thousand dollars a year doing it that that like when I'm in a hurry at 11 o'clock at night to just get it done, I don't always check the settings the right way. And that's on me. And I should be better than that. But my, I mean, I also work in live radio. Like, so I do this stuff live and in living color with no delay, no feel like no 20 second feed that I can kill something and like get it off the air. Or nothing. Like I do it live in living color and I do damn well doing it. Right. And I can't get a call back on some of the stuff. Jesus. Yeah. It's insane. Like it's just insane. So, uh, first and foremost, the, the world of education, which leads us to the world of employment, right? Yeah. The educational system is fucked. It's just right. fucked. Completely. Like, a lot of the programs that, like, you go take for, like, your four-year degree, you learn about two years' worth of stuff that actually applies to what you're going to school for. If you're lucky. And two years of g- general bullshit that you don't fucking need. Yeah. Like, so you start, and it, it starts in high school. So, like, you leave high school having taken geometry, trigonometry, yeah. like, you know, different levels of sciences and stuff like that. And, you know, you like do it like working chemical reactions with beakers and fucking right. test tubes and all this other crap. Like, Great. Awesome. Do you know how to balance a checkbook? No. What are we doing? Do you right. know do you know what a budget is? No. Why? You know how to change a tire? No. Why? Like not like you leave high school with skills you will never use again. Right. There are there are kids who leave high school with advanced math knowledge that cannot make change. Yeah. Like that is how fucked the educational system is. Uh, like then you go to college and like like a lot of job and like my biggest bitch is like law enforcement jobs they put such a big emphasis on you have to have minimum like 60 credit hours like two years you have to have an associate's degree or like 60 credit hours why what's the difference between someone who went to school and took 60 credit hours of bullshit or the kid who didn't go to traditional school and went to a tech or trade school to get certified in something. Well, so they, they've changed that recently. Uh, a lot of places aren't, though. Well, so they. what I mean is trade schools now have credit equivalency. So you go to a trade school or something like that, you can, like, you can say I have X amount of credits for, like, for college, quote unquote, right. Um, so that's like that's a big one. You know, there's there's people in that world who 
like because they see that like they see the whole you're going to a trade school you're going to school you're getting the equivalent of an associate's degree it's just in a very pointed direct thing but it it works the same so a lot of places a lot of trade schools are basically calling certain classes and stuff and like giving them a credit hour equivalency for things like that. like i like two weeks ago i was going to apply for uh, a law enforcement position locally here yeah but they still have like even with my military right i still needed 30 credit hours to apply yeah i don't have it and like and it's it's stupid but i've been through emt school advanced school barber school like you're telling me that i don't have the necessary like real world skills or knowledge to go to the law enforcement academy well and now there are like so while that may so you going for that specific job are technically unqualified other precincts and other departments have lowered it to high school equivalent high school or equivalent yeah. So like there are like the like the city is graduated high school. That is the requirement. Yep. Like or I, I or believe, has your GED. I believe state police actually dropped the college requirement recently as well. But that I don't believe. Uh, I don't think that. I have true. heard from other law enforcement people that I mean that it, did if, happen. If that's true, I'm shocked because they're the ones who continually keep raising the standards. Right. So um, the problem is, is they're not getting anyone to apply. So they're trying to open up. The pool. I would. I would be intrigued to see how true that actually is. Because again, I know people who've been waiting for five years to get a call, and they haven't. Like, so there are people waiting for that. Like, that is a desirable job. You you graduate the academy, making more money than I'm making with ten years on the job right now. Yeah. So like, that is not something that people don't want to do. Um, but I know like state corrections has dropped that. I know, like I said, I know this like. The city of Buffalo has dropped to high school equivalency. Chicawaga has not. So, so there you go. And unfortunately, like I was going to apply, but Chicawaga has not dropped the college requirement, so I couldn't do it. Right. So, and and that leads me to another thing. Like you graduate school, even with a four year degree, entry level jobs in some fields. You go, you look at the job description, and it what 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 like what is the first requirement? Degree, so bachelor's degree and four years of experience. Yeah. Wait, well, hold on. This is the entry level. How position. am I supposed to get four years of experience if everybody's entry level positions want four years of experience? Right. Like, and I, I can tell you that like private investigations is like that. So on top of the fact that, like, they want you to be licensed before they hire you, but you can't get a PI license without either being sponsored by a PI company. Or having ten years of investigations via law enforcement, mm. or like it's like ten years of law enforcement with like at least four in investigations. They also want experience. Yeah. So like, oh, if I do find a like find a place that I am like the the clerk for, like I'm the, I'm the guy that works the front desk that takes customer calls and stuff like that. They sponsor me to go. I then have to do four years of like ride-alongs and being a second on cases and stuff like that, which normal people, like, know I'm not paying you for that because I only am paying... I'm only paying one investigator here. Right. So, like, these things are insane. They're insane. Hey, you just graduated. Here's the entry-level position that you need four years of experience for. 
It's entry level. How do I get experience in something if this is the basement of getting into it? One of my favorite things that I ever saw, um, I'm a big fan of just scrolling Reddit. Sure. Like different subreddit threads. There was uh, a guy who said that he applied for a job and it said like, you know, skill requirements, like you needed like five or four or five years experience using like this one specific coding language. Okay, there's there's a bunch of there's like Linux and Python and whatever. Right. There's a million different like coding languages. So he applies for the job, and they ask him about his experience with it. He's like, "Oh, I only have like two years of experience." They're like, well, that's not good enough. Right. Like you, we're not going to hire you. He goes, "How are you not going to hire me? How uh, like how can you even rec- ask for uh, four years of experience when this guy?" was the actual inventor and designer of said coding language. And he's like, I invented this shit two years ago. Right. How are you requiring you want four, four years, years of experience, experience in of something, something that's only that, been around for two? Right. Yeah. Like, uh, what the fuck? That is one of my biggest gripes of, like, the job market. And, like, then trying to explain your experience to make it, like... Now I have a lot of eclectic experience on top of on top of day camp, which I can tell you, a lot of things I have to do there, help me in a manner of, like, legitimate ways. Like they they really help me a lot in a lot of different aspects of what would be normal business. How do I know this? I've spent a lot of time in normal business both before and during my time there. Mm-hmm. So like. I have been, I have managed, play, I've been a manager at places. I have been a consulting manager at places. I have been a front desk employee. I've been a back of house employee. I've been in human resources. Like, I've done a lot of those things. And I can tell you that a lot of those things equate. But at the same token, like, telling people that, like, well, how was being the facility manager of an indoor baseball facility, how does that equate to what we're doing here? I had a phone interview for a local sports uh like a local like indoor sports complex that has some outdoor stuff too. It's mostly soccer. And I was very blatantly talking to a soccer guy uh, like in my initial interview. And he was like, okay, well, how does all any of that equate to what we do? I go, it's the same thing, but a different sport. So like you do the same things. You have travel, so- travel soccer teams that practice at your facility. There's scheduling, there's employees, there are leagues that go on. I've done all of that. And like through the whole thing, I felt really good about the entire interview. And then at the end he goes, how much experience around soccer do you have? None. You've never played soccer? No. All right. Uh, we'll probably we'll, we'll be in contact in a few weeks. I never heard back from him. Right. So all of my experience, the fact that I was probably the most qualified person they spoke to, didn't matter because I didn't have soccer experience. Right. And I'm like, but that wasn't part of the application. Like that didn't say like required at least four years of soccer experience. Like nothing. And then they like I. It's funny because I know for a fact because I know someone who like does some part time stuff there. They hired a soccer guy with no experience, and they ended up letting him go. And they've they've posted that job six times since then because they keep hiring soccer people, not business people, for a business position. Right. Like, well, one of my favorite things is years ago I applied for a job at Geico. Okay. Oh, I love. Yeah, I, I have too. I I know a lot of people who have. I apply for a job at Geico. You know, all the goddamn commercials on TV you see are, you know, 
entry-level sales positions, no, they put an emphasis on no, no experience, experience necessary. necessary. We will teach you everything you need to know to do this job. I go through the testing. I go through the interview. And then I get told, sorry, you don't have enough experience to do this. Uh, I'm fucking sorry. Like, your ad says no experience. Let, now, let me, let me ask you a question. At any point during that interview, did they ask you what you see yourself doing in five years? I don't remember. Okay. So here, here's here's my thought on Geico. And this is interesting, right? So I applied for them. I was working at the baseball place attempting to get a job in law enforcement at the time. Okay. And they asked me, like, what do you see yourself doing in the next five to ten years? And I said, well, you know, listen, I'm this, you know, I'm this age. I'm... I've been trying to get into law enforcement. It hasn't been working out. I still have some feelers out there. I still have some things that might potentially work out. But for the time being, I don't have much. I'm looking for a job that I can start, maybe start building a career and, you know, go from there. And they said, okay, well, like, what if you have three years on the job and a law enforcement position opens up that gets offered to you? What would you do? And I said, well, I, I don't I can't tell you flat out that I wouldn't take it, but I can't tell you that I would either because I mean if I got a good thing going there and it's like my life like I like my life where it's at, I wouldn't just leave just to leave. I go, but right now my goal is that and I didn't get hired. Everybody I've talked to that applied there and interviewed, if you had any idea of what you wanted to be doing in the next five to ten years that didn't include I want to be working at Geico still, they didn't hire you. Really? Everyone I know who worked there basically answered the question of like i really don't have direction they bring in because they don't want the turnover they bring in people who they who are going to stick around so if you have any inkling of going anywhere else and doing anything else or they get that feeling from you they don't hire you it's the weirdest thing i've ever seen but at the same time like you're looking for people who are going to stick around because it costs more money to train and replace than it does to give like and People who work there long term love it because they get decent money, they get decent yeah. raises, they have good benefits, a good schedule. Like, so you know, it's easier to keep those people than it is to train new people to replace them. Yeah, like I would rather pay a lot of people more to stay than a lot of people to start. Like it was just it was just odd because they give you the well, you don't have enough experience excuse. Be like your fucking ad literally says no experience. Right. So you can't tell me that you're not hiring me because I don't have enough experience. Yeah. Yeah, I forget, like, I, I, I figured that one out, and then I had a, a friend of mine who was an employee at the time um, confirm that to me, that that is 100% something they do because they don't want to replace people because the hiring and tra- training process costs them more money than just keeping people on. The more turnover there is, like, because you, you're not, now you got to pay to onboard people, you got to add them to payroll which costs money you have to add them to the payroll insurance which costs money you have to pay the trainers you have to pay for the training time you have to pay them while they're being trained and not doing anything for you like there's just a lot to it yeah so and i i I realized it when like myself and like five or six other friends who had college degrees who were looking to do something specific didn't get jobs there and then three people we knew who had like they had degrees but they had like your garbage fucking bullshit degrees they had your English degree, not English education, had an English degree or had a music degree, not in music education, literally just a degree in music. Theory. Like just one of those like, like, oh, I have a bachelor's degree in general studies. Like, right. What are you going to do with it? I don't know. Great. Here's how I like my coffee. 
because that's so, about all you can do with it. Right. So like, you know, that that's basically what people turned into. Like, so those people got hired there because like, what do you plan on doing? I don't know. I am looking for a job that I can make a career. Welcome to Geico. Like, yeah. So that that was super interesting. One of the things that I despise, and I don't know if you've seen this in any type of job hunt, them asking you what is your desired salary. I hate that question. Yeah. Because my desired salary is I want to work one day a week for a hundred thousand dollars a year. Right. Anybody who tells you different is fucking lying. Period. Right, so like, so what do you end up putting? You're like, all right, minimum wage is this, uh, right? Like, we'll, we'll okay. put a little bit higher than minimum wage. But then am I like, am I, are they going like, oh, we can totally get this dude for slightly higher than minimum? So like, let's get him when the job should pay thirty dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. But then you put like, oh, I need sixty five thousand dollars a year. Well, that's more than this job pays. Sorry, I'm not going to hire you. Like, no. How about you tell me what the job pays? And then right. I will decide whether or not I can take the job. That's the other thing is like a lot of these places don't tell you what uh, the salary is. Like, right. don't don't put they don't put the salary in like the the thing on Indeed or anything like that. You have to go through the interview process, and, get to the final stage where they offer you the job, and then they're like, "Oh, hey, we're only going to pay you forty k a year." And be like, <laughs> "Fuck yourself!" Like, and here's the thing: you look at it and you're like, "Okay." I I don't like asking the money question in the first interview. Like, that's usually I like because a lot of people I a want to see how long it's going to take for you to bring up what you're going to pay me. I have gotten through interviews where they don't bring that up. Like mm-hmm. they are ready to bring you on full tilt on board without discussing compensation. Right. And at that point, like, okay, it's like, so, all right, so uh, if you don't have any more questions, we'll, uh, you know, we'll move forward and get you on board. Um, what, what's the pay for this? Oh, thirteen fifty an hour. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. <laughs> uh, no thank you. Like, oh, that's really competitive for the for this field. Good, I won't be in this field. Like, right. I, I don't know what to tell you, but it, it's it is it's insane. It is absolutely wild, and just the then you get into some of these fields, right? So on top of the ridiculousness of like the first off, uh, you you build that you build that job description out right. So everything we've talked about the the hiring process, what you're willing like what you're paying, what your requirements are. So I need a four year degree, uh, four years of experience for an entry level position, and I'm going to pay you fourteen twenty five an hour. Right. Like, and that that is so ridiculous across the board, like. Being an armed guard for an armored money truck. Mm-hmm. Like the dude in the back of the truck with a gun whose life would 100% be on the line. So should someone try to jack the truck? Minimum wage. fifteen fifty an hour. Yeah. And it says on there, you, before time of appointment, need to possess a carry conceal permit. Mm-hmm. You need to have your own gun permit to work that job. Fifteen fifty an hour. No, <laughs> and most of the time you have to have your own gun, right? Because the only I'm pretty sure the only gun they provide is the last line of defense arm uh, firearm that is in the truck in the back of the, like the dude yeah. in the turret in the truck essentially. But yeah. that but that so stay, that now stays you're with, talking the, with like the truck. Two hundred bucks to file for your permit, 
plus another like well 200 bucks like including like all the fingerprinting and shit that you have to do right plus plus uh, another for a decent fucking pistol 600 bucks six to 800 bucks and then if you're not someone who's already proficient and hasn't grown up around them a lot of fucking money spent on ammo and range time to become proficient and like that's the question are you do you require that so you don't have to put them through firearms training Right, like, what's the proficiency level of these people? Is this, like, you know, Johnny Hambone, who literally just got his permit three months ago, uh, just bought a pistol and has put ten rounds through it downrange? Yeah. Like, is this the fucking guy that you're going to, like... Or are you looking for Johnny Marksman, but you're not willing to train him? and like put Or you're not a... willing to pay Johnny Marksman for right. what he's worth for the expertise that he brings. Right. Like, not for nothing, like, I don't shoot nearly as much as I should. But I shoot probably I shoot pretty Me darn neither. I shoot pretty darn well for you know your average Joe, and I mean when I was younger I shot like a madman. All I was shooting like I had boxes upon boxes upon boxes of twenty two rounds that I would just shoot down range on, out of a single shot twenty two. I'll rifle. tell you right now, even though it's been probably about six months since I've been to a range, I know my skills with pretty much any weapon system out there from my military training. Right. Um. If it's a job, like unless it's like law enforcement, because like law enforcement pays what it pays, right? Like that's that's a completely different. Yeah. But if it's like an armed security type deal, no, you're gonna fucking pay me what I'm worth for the experience and knowledge and professionalism that I carry, knowing the ins and outs of every single weapon system that I could possibly put my hands on. Right. That's not fifteen fifty an hour. Sure that's isn't. Like. Forty-five dollars an hour. I mean, if you're if you're talking about like and, and like, uh, well, you know, when's the last time? And especially in this area, you heard somebody try to jack an armored vehicle. Like, again, you're not paying me for the days it doesn't happen. You're paying me for the day it does. Right? Would you rather have Johnny Hambone firing off two magazines and not hitting a single goddamn thing except the dog crossing the street? Right. Or would you rather have Johnny Marksman who puts two well-placed shots and and, st- and stops, and stops the, threat. the threat? Right. Yeah, you know, and and that's like I know we're talking a lot of guns here, but at the same time like that's a lot of what we're talking about. Like there are people who are fit for jobs that don't get them because it doesn't look right on paper off- and then people who get it because that look right on paper but aren't good for the job. Like right off the cuff, if you served active duty military, that should automatically qualify you for any law enforcement position anywhere. Agreed. Like hands down no questions, I, no I college, actively, no nothing. I would actively and willingly forego I would I would make the trade in a heartbeat that any active military training instead of getting bonus points on the exam like Overseeds any other qual like a need for qualification. Right. So like, you take the exam, your score is your score, because if the if the score on that exam is what is making is what is telling you I am qualified mentally for this for this position, right. then the score is the score. But you shouldn't need high school equivalency. You shouldn't need college credits. You shouldn't need like it. Like let's be honest. Like if you're like hiring for law enforcement, would you rather have Johnny Nobody? Who's a nineteen-year-old kid who just happened to get his sixty credit hours? Now, or you, would you rather have law enforcement doesn't hire before twenty-one? Right, but you can apply at like nineteen and take the test. You have to be twenty-one by age of appointment. Right. 
uh, would you rather have that kid or would you rather have uh, recently out of the service Staff Sergeant so-and-so with three deployments who now, doesn't not I would I would so, so here, rather have so here's the military guy. Here's my thing. Now, and I work with a lot of ex military guys at day camp and I would tell you about half of them are fantastic. Yeah. The other half are fucking loose cannon lunatics. Right. So like okay, half of them are fantastic. Half of the other half are loose gun like like loose cannon lunatics and the other half of that half are lazy do nothings right so like it's just like any other population you still need to vet them you still need to go through that right. process that which is why i would like listen i am willing to concede the credit hours like any other qualifying mark like right it should be active military or any of these other things right like that should be num- number one. Like, it's you are just like, I'm not, I'm for not this. saying that because you're active military, you're automatically hired. No, I'm no. saying if you are former active military, you are straight to the front of the line. Like we are actively recruiting former military. And see, and I if you pass like the psyche veil and all this other stuff, then but like you, so you can't you can't overstep the civil service side of it. Unfortunately, right. And now, I, I, like, I understand listen, that, but listen, civil civil service is a joke. It is. It's so dumb. But if that is the like, that's the job application, right? So that is how you fill out the job application. You can't fill out that job application without the qualifications to fill out the job application, which is what we're talking about. So then, the score is the score. It's not okay. Sort my act. Sort my military members first. Let's go through them and then go through everybody else. You can't do that. Well, like if that's, you come across a military guy at the top tier absolutely. where you're looking. like Which is why I have the issue with the bonus points on the exam. Because if I score higher than you, but your score ends up higher than me because of your active military, technically by that test I'm more qualified than you. Yes. I should be going first. But I'm not because you served. I would rather have you qualify simply by serving and then we're on a level playing field from there. Right. Like Because listen, at the end of the day, you're going to be a better marksman than me. Yep. Odds odds are at that moment, unless I'm just out of college or just off the off the athletic field at some point, you're going to be in better shape than me. You're going to PT better than I do. Like you're going to stand out, and yeah. you should. So, but if you shouldn't be there, that's not fair. And I listen. I I agree with this for females. I agree with this for people of any other demographic that get bonus points for simply existing. Right. Like no level your score playing, is your score. Le- your score is your score. Level playing field from there. Like and you shouldn't have a name. You should have a fucking number. A number and no other distinguishing characteristics on because I I know for a fact I lost out on a job in Rochester PD years ago because uh, I scored a ninety two on the Rochester police exam. I know for a fact that I didn't get the job because I didn't already live in Rochester. Right, and Rochester was well known for. They were hiring minority candidates that already lived in the the city. So, of, the city of Buffalo, like, and that's part of the reason the city of Buffalo changed their qualifications to just high school or equivalent mm-hmm. because they want. First off, you have to live in the city. Sure, I, I know. I actually know people who were actively going through the hiring process for Buffalo PD, and someone else because it was so it was so competitive to try to get in there actually ratted them out to Internal Affairs that they didn't actually live at the address that they listed. So, like, people use listed addresses of mm-hmm. other of like friends and relatives and then like 
Yeah. They normally they don't go knock on your door, right? They don't like Yeah. But what people will do is they'll sit there and be like, Hey, Rotten Jack doesn't live at, you know, twenty two whatever whatever street in Buffalo. Like I know him. He lives in an apartment in like in Clarence. Yeah. And then they like, listen, this is where he lives. So, like, instead of going to the other place and knocking on the door where there could be someone there who's like, oh, yeah, he's just not home right now. Like, they go knock on your door. Yep. And then like, you answer the door like, oh, Mr. Jack, uh, is this your residence? Well, yeah. Okay, well, we're recruiters for Buffalo PD. You've officially been disqualified. Like, right. that's how they do it. But they only find that out when someone rats somebody else out. Right. But that's how competitive it is. Because they want people, like, and, and really, who else do you want protecting your town but people from your town, right? Sure. But I, there's, there's just shitty ways to go about it, and there's, the entire hiring process in law enforcement is a joke. Yeah. You know, because there, there's ways around civil service law, there's ways around promotions, there's ways around getting other jobs and posts and crap and stuff like Sometimes that. Sometimes it's, it's not about what you know, it's who you know. And it's about how big of a check you can write. Because mm-hmm. that's a lot of it. I mean... We we live in a world where, and yes, there this does happen in the private sector, but it's not nearly as bad because if you if you hire like if you hire your best friend in the private sector mm-hmm. and he does great, and then he comes to you and he's like, "Listen, I got this nephew. He'd be good for the job. Let's get him in." And you're like, "Sure," and that kid fucks off and costs you money, get like gets you sued. Mm-hmm. Guess who you're not bringing back to the fold? Yeah, and if and if your partner or your uh, like his his uncle has a problem with it, you probably have a conversation like what's what's more important to you your your nephew having a job or you having a job because if that's who you're recommending, it's like I can't risk my bottom line for your family. Right, like in in, in government work that happens all the time because oh yeah, uh, how do I make money? I am simply employed, therefore I make money. How do you make money? You are employed, so you make money. Uh, so I'm going to bring all my friends and family in, so they're all employed and make money. And if someone gets sued, it's the county, it's not me. Right. So you can keep fucking off, we'll all keep getting paid, and we'll find ways to like sweep things under the rug, hide things, and make it so it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, the one biggest question I've always hated on interviews are, why do you want to work here? Uh, for fucking money. How about you convince me why I should want to work here? Yeah, the the power's the power is backwards there. Like this you like you guys are interviewing me for this job, but really what's happening is you better be trying to sell me this right. job. Why right. should I fucking want to work here? I so in going through this, I love the so some of the things I struggle with is my job at day camp is the first thing on my professional resume because it is my current active profession. If I listed every job I've had since I turned 18, my resume would be nine pages long. Right. None of those nine pages would matter because the first thing people see is that first active current position and they go, oh, and I'm pretty sure they stop reading. If they continue reading, they go down to the education portion and they go, Oh, his degree is in the same field as the day camp he works at. He like he doesn't fit. And it's annoying. It is yeah. so frustrating because I have had great success at other jobs. And like, so, I mean, we talked earlier about like the gym that I worked at mm-hmm. and then was part management 
team and then was trying to work my way in ownership of. That whole thing blew up because the principal owner was a fucking idiot. Yeah. Like, and that dude pissed away money trying to get laid. Like, that wasn't on me. It doesn't look good that it went out of business and I was technically a manager of it, but I, I, I was not the one managing the money. I was managing the people. Right. So, I mean, it's just, it's frustrating to me that I, like, people look through that and it's, oh, look, you're a day camp counselor. You don't, like, why are you applying for an ops management position? Why are you applying for, and like, the, the places that I get most of the calls back, callbacks from are like, oh, here's this job that's 100% commissions-based. Who can take that kind of risky pay cut? Right. Not me. Also, I suck at sales. Yeah, I'm not a real. My boss yells at me all the time about, you need to sell more product. You need to sell this. You need to sell that. I'm like, listen, man, I can't make people buy shit. People buy hair products when they fucking need it. Yeah, you don't buy stuff you don't need. Like I, So my beard products that, you know, by the way, Beard Struggle, Jazz 20 at checkout, you 20% off. Um, but Shameless plug. Shameless plug. But, I mean, I buy stuff that I don't need yet from that because A, I know I'm going to need it and B, like I just, they just had like a flashback sale to some of their discontinued scents. So I bought some of the scent that I used to love that I, that they don't make anymore because they had it up for sale. I wouldn't have bought that, that stuff from there if it wasn't for that. Right. I don't need it yet. Like that's the only reason I bought it was because it was on sale on like, because it was actually for sale finally for the, like the flashback thing. Yeah. But yeah, you're not going to buy like, like, listen, I bought a razor and a bunch of packs, like a like a, a year supply of razors from you. I have yet to go through that year supply of razors. It has been two years. Yeah. Because I don't shave my own head often enough for it to matter. But I'm not going to buy another year supply just because. Right. Like, when are you going to buy cologne? When you run out or you know you're running low on your current cologne. Right. And how, like, cologne lasts a long time. You could wear cologne every day. And it still lasts forever. Yeah, it's kind of designed that way. I'm like, I'm like, I'm sorry if like my sales are are lacking, but like, I can't force people to buy shit that they don't need or want. Like, right? Like, yeah, we have all these great like like the, these tumblers and stuff and these hats and stuff like that. But if people don't want to buy a tumbler, they're not going to buy a tumbler. Right, and like. I don't know, like, the tumblers are cool, but how many tumblers do you need? Right. And, you know, like, you know what you'd be better off with? Like, the hat, when you got the hats, they sold, like, wildfire. They've probably slowed down quite a bit, because you probably have a limited stock left. Yeah, I actually just sold one the other day, and that was the first time I sold one in probably about two years. Like, I have one. I love it. Yeah. Like, I really do. But, like, maybe try a t-shirt. Maybe try a different piece of apparel that somebody might buy and be like, oh, you know what, give me a hat, too. Yeah. Or, like, because you have limited stock of the hats left, turn around and say, like, oh, if you buy a T-shirt, you get a hat for 5% off, 10% off, something. Yeah. Like, whatever. I don't know. There's ways around that stuff. Yeah. But, like, pure sales, like, the one the one job was, like, an insurance salesman where, like, you weren't cold calling. Everybody, like, every lead you got was a generated lead that they, they reached out and said they wanted information on, and your job was to call. Sure. And then, like... And it was not office work. Like, you were basically, you drove around, you went to people's houses, set appointments, like, sat down and spoke with them about life insurance and stuff like that. But it was 100% commissions-based. They're like, we pay you the equivalent of $52,000 a year for, like, the, the six weeks of training. And then you're essentially 
on your own. Mm-hmm. Like we give you leads, you go out, you do your thing, and like you need to sell twenty five a week, and you'll be making eighty thousand dollars a year. Yeah. How many people are in this area? How many people need life insurance that don't already have it and are willing to pay for it? Right. Like it, it's it's incredible that like at, at some point they're you're going to run out, and they're hiring constantly for that position. Yeah, because no one wants that. There was another one. Um, oh fuck! What was it? Oh, like there, it was another one, another commissions one. But like they they basically said like you are guaranteed X amount of money a week, which if you make three sales, you hit that. The like if so, say you make three sales that week, right? And say the next week you make one, they still give you whatever your base was supposed to be, but the following week if you sell six, you only get credit for four. Yeah. Because they, they're paying back the bank they paid you out of. Like, it, like I'm like, uh, no. Because how many weeks in a row that you're short are they going to be like, like you're, you're essentially robbing from Peter to pay Paul. You still got to pay Peter. So if you're, if you're short for a month, God knows how far behind you might get to pay that back. So right. you, have a, like, you have a shit month and you have a banger month. You just had two average months. Right. That sucks. And I can't do that. No. I do enjoy that sites like Indeed, um, if places don't list their like their salary, it'll say like the Indeed estimate for this position in your area, mm-hmm. and it'll say like oh between thirty seven and forty seven thousand dollars a year, like stuff like that. Yeah. I do like that because and like I'm sorry, you shouldn't be able to not list the salary salary, like because I don't want to go through the entire interview process very excited about this job and the potential of it for you to tell me that it pays thirty thousand dollars a year or for you to say like oh like you have earning potential of sixty to a hundred thousand dollars a year in your first year our average is 45 because it's it's all commissions right like well if i'd have known that from jump street i wouldn't have wasted both of our times right like i mean i i went on a sales day with the owner of the radio station that I work at because he wanted to get me in sales because sales brings in the money for the station. I did not like it. We, and it was, it was 100% cold calling. It was literally driving around, finding businesses to stop at, to try to walk in, talk to someone who can make business decisions and trying to talk them into advertising with us. I get that all the time when I'm working, like people come in and they're like, Oh, will you like, like donate or like buy this or buy that and like you know cold, cold calling is and I'm just garbage. like uh, I I can't make these decisions like I'll pass along the information. Cold calling is like the one the one thing that I took from the atrocious and I call it an atrocious time the atrocious ending of my time with the meal prep service and the gym was the dude the principal owner of those places was a guy who literally sat there and was like. Do not cold call me like it is insulting that you assume that I, as a business owner, have enough time to sit and listen to your unsolicited BS instead of doing work. Like if you want to talk to me, call and set an appointment. Do not walk in here and just assume you can take an hour of my day Mm -hmm. to try to pitch me something that I didn't ask to be pitched. Right. Like, and I, I love that. And also, it has made, it has changed my view on sales because, again, you come knocking on my door at my house, 
and like none of us like if a, a religious person like a Jehovah's Witness comes knocking on my door in the middle of dinner like and that's what but that's what cold call sales does they walk into your into your place of work in the middle of your work day hi can I talk to you about this son you better call and make an appointment I love it because I'm normally like the only person in there like I'm busy taking care of clients right oh can I talk to you about this no dude fuck off like I'm busy with a client I have a razor against a man's neck can you go away well do you need help with advertising we can get listen man we haven't done one lick of fucking advertising and we have more clients and appointments than we know what to fucking do with like I don't need your help when are you guys expanding soon oh shit interesting oh yeah all right we'll talk about that later hell yeah that's cool but yeah i uh the the whole world of education and and like impl- like employment and searching therefore of is i just think that like it's asinine that education equals worth in well, the working world let, let, let like and let's talk about I mean, I know plenty of people. Oh, my God. I took a, an ungodly amount of crap for this. I posted a while back. I mean, this was years ago that it drives me nuts that there are people who assume or like people who I that I didn't understand people who went to college and went through college for the sole purpose of obtaining the highest possible GPA ever. And that was the only purpose going to college served was getting their degree and obtaining the highest possible GPA. Like, in my opinion, you learn more from the college experience than you do from the actual classes. Unless you're going for, like, an oddly specific, like, like an engineering degree. Okay, your, your... Uh, what do your, they call the engineer who graduated at the bottom of his class? An engineer. An engineer. Right. Like We used to say the same thing about, like, EMTs and paramedics. Like, the minimum passing score you had to get was a 70. Right. So, we're like, what do you call, like, a paramedic that scores 70 on the exam? A paramedic. What do you call a doctor that graduated at the bottom of his class? A fucking doctor. Right. Like, like, and again, now there are standards. Like you said, minimum for that is a 70. Uh, like, you know, no no doctor is graduating with a 2.0. No. Like, that's not how it works. But I guarantee you, like, you know, the, the people, people coming out of college who went out a little bit, met people, experienced the world, maybe made a mistake or two. Gained some people skills. Are probably better off than the people who literally just slammed their face into a textbook twenty four seven and graduated with a four zero second in their class, didn't do anything but study and just grinded the whole time. Like, because mm-hmm. you know what, when the real world punches that person in the face, there's not a textbook to throw your face into to figure out how to, how to get out of it. Right. But what do I know? I don't know. Yeah, it's it's interesting, but like I, I took an ungodly amount of crap for that because like, well, not everybody can be a degenerate. I'm, like, I'm not a degen. Okay, I'm a, I was a little bit of a degen in college, but like, um, I don't know. I learned a lot about life and a lot about people, and mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who graduated top of their class who, you know, don't know the difference between their elbow and their asshole. I, like, I, the one specifically is a teacher, and they are just your average run of the mill teacher, and. Outside of that, they don't leave their house much. They don't do much because they don't have much to do with people because they spent their entire young adult life buried in their fucking dorm room and in their, with their face in a book. Hey, yeah. you want to go do this? I don't like that. Do you not like it or you haven't done it in 10 years so you don't know? Right. <laughs> like, I, I don't make the rules, but. 
Yeah. I, I just hate that, like, people look at, like, oh, all right, this guy has, like, you have to have a four-year degree to to do this. Okay, what about the dude who doesn't have the four-year degree but has more of the life skills and life knowledge? There are some things that education does qualify you for. Right. Like we said, an engineering degree, being a doctor, but, but like, like but being a lawyer, stuff like that. Here's but, a perfect example. In college... I prefer if I could if I had to take a class, there were two options to take that class. The class with Professor So and so or that same class with Doctor So and so. Who did I go to? Professor. Why? Because the doctor is usually a snooty fuck. Doctors are experts in their field. They're an expert on the topic. Professors are taught to teach the topic. Yeah. Who do you learn better from? Someone who is taught to convey information. I would, like, you would go to class with doctors, and they would just be, like, pontificating at you. And when you would ask a question, and they didn't know how to answer it because they didn't understand not being an expert in the field. Mm-hmm. So, like, you'd ask a question. The answer they gave you would not answer your question. It would further confuse you. And when you were like, I don't understand, they'd be like, why? Because I'm not the expert in the field. Professors, generally speaking, are taught how to teach. They are yep. taught how to convey information in a learnable manner. Like, that is something that an education helps you with. I always fucking hated when, like, you asked your teacher a question, they answered your question with another fucking question. Like, just give me the fucking information that I'm asking you. Like, right. I'm not asking you to ask me to try to reason the, the fucking answer out of thin air. Like, I don't fucking know. Or tell me. I'm, I'm at like I'm asking you something on how you got to an answer. Like I and I mean I I've seen it. Math is not a strong point of mine, right? My I suck at math. So I sat like through when I was. I mean this is all the way back to fifth grade. We were doing I believe it was long division at the time, and I didn't understand something our teacher showed us. Now I went to Catholic school at the time, so you didn't need a teaching degree to teach there. Oh like, boy, that was just it was a private school thing. You didn't. Uh, and I believe that is still the case that if like if you're a private school and you don't accept any state funding, you don't need to follow state guidelines for teachers hiring and stuff like that. Sure. Regardless, I digress. You look at it and you're like, okay, so here we are. We're at the end of like we're doing the okay. Who wants to put this? Like I'm gonna pick five people. Put the, put the problem on the board. Bang, 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 bang. I was the only one that got it right. But my teacher looked at me and they were like. That's not how I taught you how to do this. I was like, well, I didn't really understand it that way. So like like when I, I asked my mom to help me, she showed me this way, which is how she knew how to do it. Makes total, like I, I understood it and it worked. Mm-hmm. Oh, so this wasn't the nightmare's way of doing things. This is the nightmare's mommy's way of doing things. And I got shamed for it. Bitch, I got the fucking answer right. Right. Like, and I showed, I was able to show my work in doing so just because it was a different way. It was a problem. Like, which brings us to God bless academia, common core bullshit they're pushing in schools now. Like what happened in the days of just simple multiplication division? Like as much as I fucking sucked at that, I was still able to do it given enough time. Right. Now you're like adding 18 steps to a two step problem. Yeah. With this common core bullshit. Like, yeah, and like, and if you don't do it the common core way, they like... They basically mark it wrong. They're yeah. like, we don't care if you got the right answer. You didn't do it the common core way, so it doesn't count. Right. And then enter the real world. 
You just do it on a calculator and nobody gives a fuck about the process. Right. Like, and I don't know any job out there that's like, we need you to do all your mathematical equations the common core way. They don't give a fuck how you do it. Well, you know, somebody decided at some point, somebody with a doctorate somewhere along the way, decided that this was simpler for the common man to do things. So how do you, like, uh... How do you how do you get like what's this? Well, you you do this to 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 this like or you can just go like this minus this. The difference is twelve. Yeah. Like as opposed to well, you 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 take the you take the four off of there and the 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 six off of there and then you you know these two are round numbers to ten, so there's a difference of that and then you do this to this to this to this to this add this to this and this to that and the difference is twelve. What? Right. Like I, I do, I do math I weird in my head. We, me, you, and Ellie Cat talked about this the one day. Like you came up with a math problem, and like I don't remember what it was, but I was like, "Oh, let's just say it was like eight plus six. Do that in your head real quick, okay? The quickest way I'm going to do that is I'm going to round the eight up to ten, add ten to six, and then subtract two. Right. And where I go, I'm going to go. Okay, how does how many do I need to get to ten? Two. So I take two from two from the six. I have 10. How, how many have four? Okay, 14. Like, right. Doesn't matter. We both got to the answer the same, like, amount of time. They, they don't ask how. They ask how many. Right. Except for in math in high school. Yeah. Then they ask how. Show your work. I've never been asked to show my fucking. Can you imagine, like, if I'm counting the drawer at the end of the night and my boss is like, show your work on your math. <laughs> right? Like, you're counting out the drawer. What? You're, you're counting out the drawer. You get it right, like what it says on the on the tape, and what you have in the drawer is accurate. And he walks up, like, wait, 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 show me how you got there. Right? Why I got there? Like, okay, hold on. You count it. No, no, no. It's all there, but I want to know how you got it. Why? Right. At the end of the day, the drawer being right is all that fucking matters. Right. Unless you're in high school math. Yep. I took I took an awesome class my senior year called life math. So. Uh, and this will be the story that kind of wraps us up because we jumped from somehow 22 minutes to 54 minutes in what felt like five seconds. Yeah. Uh, we both kind of went on a little bit of an anger rant here. This is interesting. But, this is a uh, good topic. I agree. And it's not it, like it didn't go quite the way I thought it would, but it's definitely an interesting thing. Um, so I my junior year was in, I believe, what was considered Math C. Now, I took the Math A exam. I passed it. Barely. I took the Math B exam. The math A exam, I believe 72% of people failed the first time they took it. The math B exam, only like 12% of people passed. I barely passed. Like, passing was a 70. I got like a 70.2. But I passed, so I got credit for it. And then you took math C, which I believe, like, it goes algebra, geometry, trig. So technically this was trig. And the first, like, eight weeks, I was doing really well. Or like, sorry, the first like six weeks I was doing really well. Like we had this teacher, he was new, he was great, right? He had a different method of teaching. And on top of that, he would show us not only what we were doing, but where we might actually use this in the real world. Because his whole thing was, that is the most common question I get asked. When am I going to use this? Yeah, when's the last time you used fucking Pythagorean's theorem? Right. So he would show us different things that may come up in the future that we could use this for. He would then end every class with a... A life skill or a life something like something like even just a cool factoid and the last straw. So people were complaining about him because it was unconventional teaching style for math. Who was complaining? The smartest girls, the, the nerdy kids, the, the three smartest girls in our class 
complained because it was different. It wasn't pontificate information out of the math textbook, learn how to do the equations the right way, and you get the answer. Like He had one of the highest overall averages for his classes. They complained to the school board. They started like keep paying attention, keeping tabs on him, and the last straw for him was he typed up uh, or he handed out a typed up thing that was basically it was you know the power of the human mind that if you have the first letter and last letter of a word in the right place, all other letters in the word, but in any given order, your brain will read the statement as it was meant to be written, which is yeah. why people when typing make spelling errors that they don't catch. Because right. your brain knows what it's supposed to say, so you don't see the letters switched. Exactly. And it said, like, so it was basically explained that in the paragraph while being spelled incorrectly, every it's, single yeah. word. Yeah. And at the end, it goes, so next, and at the end, it said, so next time your English teacher tells you that spelling matters, tell her to F-C-U-K-O-F-F. <laughs> he got fired for it. So they replaced him. Then we had like a sub for two days and then replaced him with on a Friday. This other woman, she said, okay, like we're going to sit and just like uh, we're going to do like icebreakers so I can meet all you guys. Or it was a, it was a, I think it was a, it was a Wednesday. So we're gonna icebreakers, meet all you guys Tuesday, like, or the next day is going to be like a study hall. I'm going to go through, through all your stuff for every class, like, and sort out your, your work and everything else. And then on Friday, we're going to sit down individually during class and meet. And I'll tell you where you're at right now. And then we'll get started, hit the ground running on Monday. When he left, he had told us all our averages. I had an 85. It was the highest grade I'd gotten in math class in probably since, like, sixth grade. Mm-hmm. On Friday of that week, when she sat down with all of us, she had me at a 62. And I went, how the fuck did you drop me that many goddamn points? Well, this is where I believe you'd be at if I had started to, if I was teaching class from day one. Like, so this is my theoretical grade that I'm all of a sudden failing this class theoretically. I raised hell. Told me to told her to drop the fuck, drop me, get me out of this goddamn class. I ain't doing this. Like, I'm not doing it. I turned into one of the biggest pieces of shit class clowns you've ever seen. I started a rubber band war. I stole a bag of a thousand rubber bands out of her, out of her uh, desk <laughs> and proceeded to shoot them throughout the classroom and got other people on board. The next day, uh, I folded a bunch of pieces of paper into little rectangles tweeters and just, and just rocketed those around the class oh my god those tweeters you rolled them up hard enough those fuckers hurt yeah and I, I knew how to i knew how to do it with a full piece of paper yeah so it hurt uh i stole the light bulb out of her projector <laughs> oh dude i was a nightmare i was an, i was the nightmare to this woman the last straw was that friday uh i had or the third so it was thursday of the following week I had, she had like her, the way she had people turn in homework was she had like a little basket for each period in front of the windows. So she had locked her desk. She had locked everything down. She had made sure that like, I couldn't get to the projector before class. Like she, (laughs) she was on point except for the fact that there were no screens on the windows. So I would take people's homework, fold it into a paper airplane and throw it out the window. Mm -hmm. Just. (laughs) And I did it when she wasn't looking. So like. I would just be sitting there, like, at the desk next to the window and just be folding something quietly as best I could, and then as she turned around to write something. All of a sudden, the phone started ringing down the hall, then a little closer, then in the classroom next door, then ours. What? Uh, n- no, uh, uh, yeah, no, we're, we're, we're talking about, like, calculating, but no, no, we'll, we'll pick them up. Well, yeah, no, we'll, we'll head out there and pick them up now. She looked at me and just, go pick those up, and I went, No. Go pick those up. I said no. I said you can explain to your students why their homework's not being graded, or they're like 
if somebody who didn't turn the homework in, you can explain how they failed and other people didn't, despite the fact that their homework wasn't in. And I don't know whose homework's down there in paper airplane form, but it, you better fucking figure it out or you can drop me from this class. The next day I walked in, she signed the, the, the class drop. The principal signed the class drop. My counselor signed the class drop. I just had to take it home and get it signed by my parents and turn it in. I was out of the class. Mm-hmm. My senior year, I took life math, balancing a checkbook, how to do your taxes, how to do a budget, like actual things you use. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Loved I took an, uh, like I took a bunch of like business classes like that in high school uh, as like oh, so electives. I, I took so, a bunch of business classes. Like, this took, was like, an actual math credit. Oh, really? So we didn't have that. So I took I took them all as like electives, where like I like there was like an accounting class, there was a business law class, there was um, a whole bunch of other stuff. Oh no, I, we we had all of those too. Those those were business classes. This was that like this counted as my third math credit. No shit. Yeah. So That's this kind of cool toward my third math credit for my like my regions exam. So you just didn't take diploma. a math class like your junior year, basically. Yeah, I just took a like I got put in a study hall with with a girl <laughs> I was trying to date at the time, which was really cool. <laughs> and, and one of my favorite teachers, but well, that'll wrap up this episode of Common Debauchery. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Common Debauchery, part of the BICBP Radio Network, www.bacbp-radio.com. Like, follow, share, subscribe. Find us on Facebook, Common Debauchery. Type it in. We're the only thing that pops up. I designed it that way. And uh, don't forget to check out our sponsors, Buffalo Freddy, for all your party rental needs, tents, chairs, tables, bouncy houses. They even do barbecue catering. Barbecue. Barbecue. www.buffalofreddy.com or 716-4-FREDDY. And go check out our partners at... Uh, Imagine Pack for all your business engraving and cool, fancy stuff needs, www.imaginepack.com. They just put out their third uh, Mafia Pack, which you can go to mafiapack.com, although you're not going to be able to buy it. There are some individual things you can still get a hold of from the previous ones, uh, like a Tumblr maybe, something, a couple other things in there. Uh, and then you can check out their other website, Stag Pack, www.stagpack.com, where you can buy these cool, fancy boxes to basically raffle off at your next stag or auction-ish event to make some money and raise funds for your event of whatever kind. So check them out also. All of that being said, I'm supposed to pepper all that stuff in throughout the episode and I forgot. So all that being said, I'm the Nightmare. And I'm Rotten Jack. And this has been Common Common Debauchery. The weather is changing and the sun is shining, which means summer party season is here. And Buffalo Freddy Party Rental has everything you need to get your party started. From tents, tables, and chairs to inflatable bounce houses, water slides, and obstacle courses, Buffalo Freddy has everything you need to take your summer shindig to the next level. Not sure what to serve at your event? Buffalo Freddy does barbecue catering as well. For more details or to make reservations, head over to buffalofreddy.com or give them a call at 716-437-3339. That's 716-4-FREDDY. Buffalo Freddy is a proud sponsor of this podcast.